The Lifestylist, episode 120, featuring Alien Zach. I'm Luke Story, a former celebrity fashion stylist and founder of School of Style. For the past 20 years, I've been relentlessly dedicated to my deepest passion, designing the ultimate lifestyle based on the most powerful principles of health and spirituality. The Lifestylist Podcast is a show dedicated to sharing my discoveries and the experts behind them with you. You're listening to part two of two with Alien Zach. All right, you guys, I need to take a moment to tell you about the Amp Coil. This is the device in health and healing that I am most excited about. This is the coolest thing I've seen to come along in quite a while. What is the Amp Coil? It's a self-healing energy-based device that you use to take care of your mind, body, and spirit. So the Amp Coil combines five very powerful pieces of technology. One is bioresonance, biofeedback, Tesla technology, PEMF, and sound and vibration. So this is a game changer that you've got to check out. It's the first PMF device with customization and biofeedback voice analysis. It's really easy to use and learn where some of these devices can be very confusing. Uh, when you detox using the Amp Coil, which is one of its main applications, they've written programs to make it really gentle. You can neutralize microbes and metals and toxins and really fix the bioterrain within your body. And it's a passive activity. Like when you use the amp coil, you're just chilling. It's very relaxing. It feels really good. I don't know. It's just awesome. So I want you to go back and check out episode number 98 with the founders, Aaron and Geneva. And then just get over to ampcoil.com and check it out. It's a family-owned business. They're very helpful, very knowledgeable. You can just literally call them on the phone and they'll talk to you immediately and answer your questions. So go to ampcoil.com if you want to find out more. This show is brought to you by my friends over at Clearlight Saunas. And I want to give you the opportunity here to save a considerable amount of cash if you're interested in purchasing an infrared sauna. If you go to healwithheat.com and enter the code LUKE, you're going to save $450 as well as receive free shipping and a free ergonomic backrest to use in the sauna. So you can go to healwithheat.com, use the code LUKE, or just give them a call. They're super cool people. It's a family-run business. You can call them at 800-317-5070. Now, why do I use an infrared sauna? Okay, let me just get into that. I use it for weight loss and increased metabolism. So basically, I'm losing weight, burning calories from just sitting on my ass in the sauna. This is, you know, scientifically verifiable. And I know it sounds too good to be true, but it's not. Uh, muscle pain relief, immune system boosting, massive detoxification, improves the appearance of my skin, eases joint pain and stiffness, and it's just really good for stress and fatigue reduction. When you chill in an infrared sauna after about five minutes, what happens is you go into a parasympathetic nervous system state, which means you are cold chilling. So it's just really good for relaxation. Now, if you want to learn more about saunas in general, I'm going to suggest that you go back to my episode number 24 because the whole damn episode is about infrared saunas, okay? So again, if this is something you're looking into, I think they're the best in the market. They've got indoor and outdoor models starting at $24.95. They're very reasonable, really high quality. And again, if you use the code LUKE, you're going to save 450 bucks off your purchase, free shipping, and a free gift by going to healwithheat.com or giving them a ring at 800-317-5070. Man, oh, Manishev, it's 2018 is turning out to be a kick-ass year, you guys. My name's Luke Story, and I'm here to bring you another episode of the Lifestylist Podcast. Today's show is all about the psychedelics of sound, breath, and vibration, man. We're getting into some heavy vibes with our guest, Alien Zach, who's the co-founder of the Womb Center in New York City, where this interview was recorded. I found out about the Womb Center through a listener, actually. I think it was a direct message uh, when I was in New York City. Hey, you got to check this place out. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get a lot of recommendations, but I was 
driven over there by my intuition. And the Womb Center is insane. They do yoga, meditation, and all of their teachings and experiences are primarily based on the therapeutic properties of sound vibration. So they do these things called sound experiences, which you'll hear a lot about in this episode, but they are super powerful and trippy and right up my alley. So when I went to Womb Center and had one of these experiences led by Elian and uh, her husband, David, I had to get to the people behind this and find out what the hell was going on because that's my job. That's my job, you know, to find these things and then deliver them to you. So I want to encourage you. Next time you're in New York City, definitely check out the Womb Center. That's spelled W-O-O-M as we talk about in the episode. So it's really rad stuff. This is, of course, a double episode because the conversation went on, I think, for two and a half hours. It was it was lit. It was super lit, okay? Here's what we cover in this double episode. All the natural means by which humans can explore their senses and consciousness. The types of breath work and how each one of them affect you. LSD research and holotropic breathing. The role of drugs and plant medicines in spiritual pursuit. Do they work or not? And what are the risks? We are going to get to the bottom of that question. The truth about Burning Man and why people keep going. Elian and David are huge burners. And in fact, that's where, you know, the womb center and what they do was really conceptualized. So we find out like, what's the deal with that? Now, if you're a burner already, you get it. Me personally, I don't get it. I've never been. I don't understand why you'd want to be out there in the hot ass desert with those weird goggles on and shit. But we're going to find out why. It sounds pretty cool. And she goes deep into it. So that's going to be a very interesting piece for those of you that haven't been. And those of you that have, you probably run into her over there. All right. Then the different breathing patterns as they related to yoga and how they help remove past trauma and negative emotions, something I've experienced a lot of. And then the drugs your body actually naturally makes during breath work. The power of vocal meditation and harmonizing in a group. Then we really sum up the consciousness movement as it currently stands in New York City and how excited we are about it. There is just so much going on there. And Elian shares my enthusiasm and gives some great tips on some other things to check out in the city. And then finally, we close with some information about Kabbalah and how that's had an effect on Elian's life and her work. So this is a deeply entertaining, fun, spiritual, super trippy, out there episode. And I'm really excited to bring this one to you from New York City with Elian Zach. So at what point did you decide to mix the sound experience here with the breath work? And then another trippy thing you guys do, and, and I want to see how this came in, is this sort of vocal harmonizing that's done with the group which i've actually never experienced in that formal sense i've sung a lot of mantra with a group of people which is very powerful but this is not words in sanskrit or any mm. other language this is just like everyone humming and kind mm. of tuning into this resonant note mm. how did you get the idea to kind of marry all that together and was it something that gradually came together or did you just go aha i'm going to do it this way and you guys built your sound experience no it gradually came together so let me take you to the very beginning of how sound became a thing for okay. us. Okay, cool. I was at um, a party in Brooklyn and I was not sober, but I was not like, I was like right in the, like a very, <laughs> I, like I was not sober, I, I, but I was not high. <laughs> I, no, I, was, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was not sober. Gotcha. That's all I'll say. Gotcha. And I saw this friend uh, sitting on a subwoofer. The music was unbelievable so i came over and i said dude what are you doing how can you be sitting down he said yeah i had i have sciatica in my in my back i can't my doctor actually told me not to leave bed but i had to listen to this dj so i'm here sitting on the subwoofer i'm like okay scooch over i want to experience this party the way you are so he moves over and i sit and as we were talking before there is, if you consume substance in a ceremonial setting, and if you decide that coming to listen to a beautiful musician is a ceremonial setting, then it may open some portals for you. And portals, indeed, were open for me. I sat down, and I got a few questions just, like, downloaded in my mind. One was... What does sound do to the skeletal, muscular, nervous system? What does it do to the brain? 
does it have any value to be combined in like this kind of party like sound system combined with the movement system that has not not just dancing because dancing is something that we do that isn't it's involuntary almost we hear music we want to move but if we combine it with yoga which was my modality is there value to the vibration touching the bodies in shapes that's one question second question is is there an expert about this that i can find and study with because this is very interesting to me i threw these questions out into the universe and lo and behold two weeks later i have this conversation with a friend and i tell her i'm really interested in sound like this really random thing to say to your friend like she's like i know just the guy for you like what yes I'm putting you in touch with this guy right now. His name is Alexander Tanous. Like, okay. She puts me in touch with Alexander, who facilitates what he calls, this is a term that he coined, sound meditations. And um, he is an ethnomusicologist, a composer, and a sound researcher for over 14 years. And I went to my first sound meditation with him. And what you've experienced at womb is kind of like the reincarnation or our kind of take on his system, which is the system of sound meditation. We call it sound experience or sound journey. We're kind of moving away from the sound meditation model because meditation has a reputation. It has like kind of thoughts attached to it. People have a preconceived idea of what yeah, that means. Yeah, it's a preconceived yeah. notion yeah. and what you should be looking like, what you should be <laughs> yeah, feeling yeah. like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we want to That's take That's a it big barrier to meditation too because a lot of people think that uh, the purpose is to make your mind quiet and yeah. so they get frustrated. This yes. is the, yeah, I mean, I kept doing it and I still derived benefit, but it's, it's, if you think meditation is supposed to be a silent mind, you're going to have a hard time. Exactly. You can't make the mind silent. That's what yeah, it does. You know? Very true. So yeah. but we really lean toward journey or toward experience. It's yeah. kind of like softer. So you don't really use the term, you know, sound meditation. We it's do. We use meditation, but we lean toward journey or experience. Okay. Uh, and what we offer here is loosely based. He's, he was, so after that one experience that I had with Alexander, uh, my life was changed forever. I, I could see how womb would be kind of like the mecca of this practice taking sound and ma and creating a ceremonial setting for self-exploration with sound being the primary tool, whether it is recorded, whether it is instrumental or just voice pure. And I was a vocalist for so many years. And when I first experienced the toning in Alexander's meditation, Toning, that's where the group... Yeah, the vocal toning. Okay. There, there are many, we call it vocal meditation. Okay. So it's kind of, you can't really think so much when you do this because yeah. you're engaged. And you're, you can't, you know what, there's no, like you'll see in my experience, the ego will come in and be like, oh, you sound stupid. Mm -hmm. You know, you get self-conscious for a second. Yes. And luckily I've worked on that kind of stuff. So I'm just like, I don't give a shit. I just yeah. like, I'm like, you just go ah, for it. You know, I'm doing all kinds of, all kinds of strange uh, noises and whatever. I just roll with it. I do try to hit kind of a, either a harmony note or a unison because note with, there is, with the sort of drone instrument, whatever's mm -hmm. going on there. There's, um, when we when we are able to harmonize in a group, there is so much pleasure attached to harmony. And that's not just something that happens when we harmonize vocally. When we come in harmony with each other in general in life, there's something really pleasing about that, about the ability to intertwine, to touch each other without hurting each other, to come together, to weave in ideas. That's why collaboration is very pleasing when two minds come together and create something new. So two voices, three voices, 40 voices coming together. It might together. explain the phenomenon of the success of boy bands as well. <laughs> uh, oh my God. I'm so using that. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I mean, go back to like the Temptations or the Four Tops, like those great Motown harmony groups or the barbershop kind of Absolutely. quartets. And, and everyone like has like... We the Beatles. All, the I mean, Beatles the, like, even. Yeah. We all have our own real our unique sound and when we find our placement where we are best serve when we serve best within the group then there's so much content
contentment that's attached to that. We are able to serve. I remember when I was, um, when we were doing it in that first meditation that I attended, and I felt there was no one holding the bottom. No one was holding the bottom. And I just came. Like the low end? The low end. Okay. And I came, and you know, I, I'm an alto, so I like to like belt and all those. And I'm like, someone, I need to, I need to hold down the bottom. I need to help them out in the bottom. And I just went all the way to my very bottom. And I felt that I was helping people out, that I was like lifting the group up. It was, it was really, it's like the bass. You don't. I'm a bass player. Ba- oh, yeah, yeah. I love, <laughs> I love bass. When you, you know, the bass, you don't necessarily always can detect it's not the best solo, but without it, it's flat. Oh, it's yeah. like, it's out of tune. It doesn't sound good. It doesn't work. So we, when we realize when there's a need and you kind of enter the need and sometimes you like go for a pleasure, it's like, it's a whole journey with the voice. Uh, that's my personal favorite thing about this it. This is cool. I love it. And I had my eyes closed the other night. Obviously, I'm always tempted to to get up and like Instagram you, know? <laughs> I don't like, you guys say like please leave your phone outside I'm like I can't though because this is kind of my job I document cool stuff that I find to share it with people mm-hmm. but I also didn't want to blow the experience but were you singing at some point mm-hmm. when you were Instagramming I was singing because okay because I didn't really get up and look I just kind of went like a periscope with yeah. my phone not mm-hmm. the app periscope but an actual periscope that comes mm-hmm. out of the water and looks around because mm-hmm. um, I didn't want to ruin the experience but you have such a beautiful voice then and I thought Thank God you. it must be her but then there was also was there recorded harmony voices so with it? it's a little gadget called a harmonizer oh sick okay it's my newest toy neat and uh, we I've only used it twice and I'm obsessed with it yeah, because I was like, is that David? I was like, no, that's like another female But voice. I always <laughs> sing in the <laughs> end. It's like the most grounding when you return to the human voice. So we start with a human voice and then we end with a human voice. Cool. So first you contribute and then I give you what I have to kind of bring you back. And how long, if you just did that, that workshop like a year ago or something, how long have you guys had this place? A year. Wow. So we'll be celebrating a full year. Our soft launch was July 2016. And our grand opening was October 2016. So now we're, we're just like coming to a full year. Oh, that's crazy. God, because it feels very, when you come in here and just deal with you guys, it feels very established. It mm-hmm. isn't like all hodgepodge and like, oh yeah, they just thought of this last week. I mean, it feels very, there's a solid energy here. Like it you guys started, know what you're it doing. It started, the idea of opening a wellness center started percolating in 2014 and I told David is like I want to open a wellness center and I said give me a couple of years to think about it and he was actually respectful because he's in the here and now he wants to do something he does it now I am more as I said before process oriented I right. take time I right. slower um, and he was respectful of that because he knew that this was going to be if I really invest myself in it it was going to be like a really comprehensive thing not just uh another space and like exploring the senses in this kind of way was um i really wanted to find the science behind it so studying under alexander so we actually after that experience that i had with alexander tanus we ended up studying under him at the new york open center for eight months and we got um sound meditation practitioner training that we oh, did with Oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. That's a trip. I interviewed a guy recently um, named Nate Martinez. Mm-hmm. I've does, never experienced Nate before. Yeah, he, he does Sky Ting and a few of the spots like around town. Really fascinating guy. And he's like a true musician. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's played with a lot of big artists and stuff like that. Multi-instrumentalist kind of guy. And he had some sort of certification like that too. I forget if it was maybe from the same place or different or something similar. But I thought, oh, that's interesting. I didn't even know that existed. Yeah. You know, it's fantastic. I didn't know before either. That's So in terms of opening the space here uh, from an entrepreneurial standpoint, has it been easier for you guys since David, you know, understands business and how to get a space. And like, if he's been a restaurateur, did it make this process a bit easier? Cause you're, he's similar with the process of opening and running a business. Yeah. In many ways, his experience has been such a gift because he knows how to manage the space. He knows how to manage people. Having a brick and mortar business is not, easy i think people look from the outside like oh cool yeah you just like pay the rent and you're good i mean there's so much when you have overhead which i'm sure i mean there's a lot of square footage Uh to be in manhattan we're right on bowery Mm -hmm. and houston for those of you listening 
I mean, it's, you know, it's not like the Upper East Side, but it's fucking expensive here. You know what I mean? This is like a really prime area in Manhattan. So mm -hmm. it's like, I've, we at one point were looking at getting a space for our school and I went around and they're like, cool, everyone wants like a five-year lease, a seven-year lease, and you're locked into that legally. And uh, it's so expensive, the square footage, and you start running the numbers. It's like, dude, you have to be doing some serious business to even like stay afloat, let alone actually live and you know, even a lifestyle business is hard, let alone building wealth from that business. So, so his experience has been helpful. Was it, was it scary for you guys? I mean, did you have a backup plan or do you have other jobs or businesses Nada. or this no, is it? So you went it. all in? We're all in. Wow. All cool. In. Yeah. Because this is not a job. It's like our way of life. This is what right. we do. We go on vacation. We take instruments. We're like, we're going to go to wherever it is that we go, and we're going to facilitate a ceremony there. There's absolutely no doubt. We went to Costa Rica. We ended up meeting this amazing woman who runs a retreat center in, uh, in Costa Rica, and we took her class uh, for a few consecutive mornings, and we, we started talking to her. Hey, this is what we do. We have our instruments. Do you want us to do a meditation here? We do a meditation for 40 people in her community. Oh. We did one in Ibiza. We do at Burning Man. We facilitate it like left and right. So this is what we do even when we're not here. It's, just, it's not a job. Right. You know? I totally relate to that. Yeah. Um, someone was asking me today about you know, the podcast and how you make it a business and when you monetize it and stuff like that. I'm like, when you find out, let me know. I mean, it's <laughs> been, it's been a year and it's like, it's been a year for you. It's been a year. Yeah. June 6th was my first, uh, my first episode release. And I just celebrated a year this, this past June. And, um, I mean, honestly, I would do it for free. It actually costs a lot of money to produce a podcast. I don't imagine. think people realize that. The overhead every month is like between $2,500 to $3,000. Mm. I'm just you know, transparent about it. By the way, I have a, a page on my site, guys, which is lukestory.com support, support, and you can donate. You know, But eventually you start getting advertisers to pay and things like that. But I'm still donating my actual time totally for free, which I'm, I'm not whining about or anything like that. I'm happy to do it because... It's like what I like to do. Sitting down and talking to you is like such a treat for me. As I said in the beginning of our conversation, like coming here, I'm like, oh, I'd really love to sit down with her and just shoot the shit and learn and everything. So to be able to to do that and share it with other people to me is not really like a job either. So I, I relate to that. So this is not like you're all in because it's a mission. It's not it just like, oh, we're going to start this cute little business and make some money. Right. You just want to hope because money really is the energetic currency of the earthly plane. This is what we know, and it's also taboo. I was just talking to this money coach about the taboo of money. It's really fascinating. We don't talk about money. You know, it used to be sex that we don't talk about. Now it's money. You don't want to, I don't want to ask, but they really owe me money, and I, and I feel bad about <laughs> right. asking. But, but if you start thinking about this being the energetic currency of our earthly plane, and when you invest your energetic resources, you receive energy. So let's say I give you a sound experience. You give me your money. I take this money and I buy from an organic local farmer who puts his heart and soul into the vegetables that he grows. And then he takes this money and he gives that to his uh, local, I don't know, doctor to pay for his um, broken arm. I don't know. Something, you know, along yeah, those lines. Yeah. So, so the... You, you keep that positive cycle of the currency, of the energetic currency. And it, we live in the world. We live in a physical world that we are here to do that. So money needs to be a spiritual tool, really, at the end of the day. So one would hope that when they do what they believe in and what they love truly and what their mission and calling is, that they will be able to live comfortably and keep on doing that. So yeah, that's that's been my feeling too. And yeah. now having done this and people are responding to it in an overwhelmingly positive sense, which is like, as I'm not surprised, but I didn't realize like that many people were going to be into what I had to say or just they'd have the same interest as me. It turns out a lot of people do. You're a cool dude. Well, thank you. <laughs> uh, and my guests are very cool too. I think one of the things that I'm a cool dude is like, I'm pretty good at finding rad people like you. I have like a beacon for conscious, really interesting, smart, fantastic people. And that's a skill that I have. It's like when I walk in a room, I'm like, I see who the players are like immediately. Mm. Players in, in the best sense sure, of the word. Sure. Like I see those like the power centers in 
culture and and you know when i just go in a place i'm like i need to talk to that person mm. just the intuition to know but anyway enough uh stroking my own ego it's uh <laughs> or you could say celebrating the gifts that that nature has given me but uh <laughs> i do also believe that i will probably be really wealthy eventually as a result of the work that i'm doing and i of course think about the money part of it but i feel that i don't need to worry about when that part comes so much because my heart is so deeply invested in what i do i mean i'm really into this mm -hmm. producing the content that i do and doing and i make money you know with my coaching and stuff like that it's you coach yeah, yeah, I do. It's not the podcast, but it's sort of what I've been doing for free for, you know, God, like 20 years now. And now since I have a platform, sure, people want to work with me because they like my approach to life. Mm. And, uh, so that's starting to happen as well. But I'm not worried about it. I know that that's, you know, I'm going to write a book and I'm going to do different things and I'll probably make a shit ton of money. It'll be a blast. Yeah. But I really don't have to worry about it. Yeah. But I, I like what you're saying there with that taboo. And it's almost like when I even said, how much my show costs to produce. I was like, my little voice, like, I don't think you're supposed to say that. <laughs> it's like, fucking who cares? Whatever. Yeah. If you're listening to the show, yeah. If you want to have a podcast with the production value that mine has, which I think is pretty high, it's going to cost you. Yeah. You could do it way, way cheaper and just have a ghetto show. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. But I want to have a really professional show and yeah. the branding and the website and social media and all that stuff. So I like actually being more open about the money conversation because... I think that's very valuable. It's healthier. I think it you know? really is. Anything that exists in the shadows, like you mentioned sexuality, now in our culture, it's becoming a more overt conversation. And even people publicly discussing um, their past sexual trauma and things like that. I mean, I remember, shit, five... 10 years ago, you only talked about that at therapy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Really? You probably wouldn't even tell your friends that you had had experiences like that. Now Very people true. are on podcasts, on TV, celebrities are coming out talking about it. So if we can go there with becoming more sort of um, transparent and open about sex, it's so healing. And perhaps we could also heal the way that we interact with this thing we call currency in the same way by just like, let's be open about it. So that's cool. Yeah. Thank you for the perspective. You're welcome. Thank you. So what's next for you and David? What's your vision? Like, where do you see this thing going in terms of scaling franchise, other locations? Uh, do you have a plan or are you just like watching it unfold? We have a loose plan. We have a uh, intention. There you go. An intention. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's been a year, so... We have friends are, who are in the wellness fitness now, it is, uh, realm. And, and um, they, for instance, have a, a wellness company who has now four branches. And I asked them, so how did you guys start like assessing what was going on? It's like, it takes a couple of years to really see patterns and see how like to make things happen. So we have intention. We want to we wanna expand for sure. We have some thoughts on where to go, so we may see you up in the... Come to LA, please. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know I'll bring all my knucklehead friends. I mean, we love this kind of stuff, so oh, I'll good. roll in with like a bunch of 30-something dudes that are like into consciousness and yeah. all this stuff. That's yeah. the kind of stuff. Yeah. That's the kind of people. Yeah. So you're, you're exploring and kind of putting feelers out for what might be next. So yeah, definitely having New York as a home base and keep expanding because we feel like the people here not only... Do they need this kind of escape from whatever it is that's going on out there? It's very intense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the sonic diet that we uh, uh, are on here in the city is harsh. It's, it's hardcore, man. It's really hardcore. I finally figured out on my last trip to walk around with headphones on. Mm -hmm. I don't listen to music. I just have like the noise-canceling headphones on. Yeah. Uh, really I tried earplugs, and then I almost got hit by a car, so yeah. I stopped <laughs> the earplugs. So I have the noise-canceling, but... This place is so stimulating. It's really stimulating. It's, it's hardcore. It's really intense. There's a lot going on. And it's very goal-oriented. So we want to kind of change the paradigm a little bit. And instead of goal-oriented, have it be journey-oriented. For us, for our own sanity, really. Having said that, the people who come to the city are very high vibration. The people who come here, even if they don't live here, people who frequent New York City or the people who live here for that matter are very advanced beings. They want to, they drink this up. They want to explore the self. Um, 
in many ways for self-improvement and also for exploration, just exploration for the sake of exploration. So we feel like there's still a lot to explore here in the city, but we're interested in LA for sure. We know that there's a big community of conscious people out there who we would love to meet. Um, Tulum, Mexico is another place that I have my eye on. Uh, I haven't been there, but I just... Yeah, me either. I'm like the only dude in LA or person in LA that's into this kind of scene that doesn't go there all the time. Yeah. It's like, it's just it's weird. So close to and me. what's crazy is I've traveled all over Mexico, like my but whole life. Yeah. It's just, it's this weird little pocket. Like, I feel like I belong there and should be there by all. You exactly. Know. I feel the same. I feel <laughs> yeah. like I feel called there. So I really want to, that's cool. Uh, maybe beginning of next year to go out there and check it out and see. Yeah. In LA, like people judge you if you don't go there. Really? They're like, Oh, you haven't been to Tulum. Oh, pff, please. You really? know, it's like, yeah, it's very, it's very like, the spiritual shishi uh, spot. Totally, yeah, 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 for sure. But uh, I do, I do know one a, st- a stylist that I used to uh, work with, and I know uh, married a guy who owns a restaurant and I think a little hotel there. What's it called? Um, uh, Paso. De, de, he's an Italian guy. <laughs> you know what? I can't remember. Okay. Yeah, I can't remember. Her name's Daria Hines. Okay. Uh, she's the daughter of uh, the late, great uh, Hines. Gregory Hines. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, she's a fantastic person. And you, we used to cross paths a lot. And she's always like, dude, you got to come to Saloon. Like, for years now. I'm like, I will, I will. But, Maybe we'll be there at the same time. Right? <laughs> I need to get down there. Well, I know in Virgin flies to, um, to Cancun, too. Ca- and that's I, where you go. And I always have uh, an abundance of miles because my business card is a Virgin card, mm. which I think will soon be Alaska Airlines, unfortunately, probably. But uh, yeah, I have miles I could go. I just need like a good reason. So maybe you guys are that reason. Okay, so I want to ask you this. Do you still like living in New York City? I mean, is it... Loaded question. <laughs> I do. I'm, uh, it was speaking of addictions, I love this place. I feel like it's burning men year-round. If I decide tomorrow morning that I am a chicken and I walk around with feathers on my back and uh, go all day long people around will not give a fuck because every other person is crazier than me so i like to be in a place where i can reinvent myself every five minutes and that it will be okay that i'm 30 going to be 33 married for two years and no one is asking me so when are you having kids now? (laughs) I like having the freedom of not being asked any questions, of being in a city full of bachelors who are 55 years old, people who have been partying since Studio 54 and I still see at the same parties that that I go to. I like this. I like this. Um, It's a bubble. Um, I don't feel like I'm that we're living a delusional life in any way. But I feel like if I have a place in the world where I can be myself and reinvent myself at any given moment, I should probably keep it. I get that. But I, I, I also <laughs> want to have like another place of residence. So right. at one point I right. want to be able to be living, I won't say by coastal because I don't know if it is my place, but uh, I will say if I had like an island house or even like an upstate New York, like a, a getaway, a cabin. Yes, but I, I, there's a, like a place, like a specific place that I'm thinking of. Um, Woodstock. Yes, thank you. My <laughs> God, <laughs> I don't even. Hippie. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even know. When people say they go to upstate New York, I've I've been to the Omega Institute, which yeah. is in Rhinebeck. I think mm-hmm. that's upstate, but mm-hmm. I have no idea. Like where the Hamptons are upstate. Hamptons, like, you all, don't know? No, all this stuff is a mystery. I've never traveled around New York. You've I never ju- been to the I Hamptons? literally just come to Manhattan and then I leave. I never, I've been to Brooklyn like a couple times. <gasps> I've never been to New Jersey. I've so never much, been to Long Island. Okay, you're not <laughs> missing anything there. But long, okay, so the Hamptons? I've never been anywhere. The Hamptons is Long Island. Okay, okay. Okay. And that's what you see when you fly out of JFK. You kind of go over that, right? Uh, correct. Okay. I'm looking at this puppy right now. You're such a sweetie. I wish the podcasters could see you and vibe with you. He's so cute. You can add a photo of him. So you want to, uh, maybe you, you'd be better suited to hang in New York if you had like a getaway place. This is how yeah. I feel in LA. Like yeah. for us, it would be Palm Springs or Ojai right. or Lake Arrowhead or even Santa Barbara. Even Topanga is almost like 
kind of out of the city enough. And I'm, I'm kind of with you there. I still love the vibrancy and the community of the city, but mm. after a while, it's like, wow, okay. It's overwhelming. The traffic, the noise, the it's EMFs, consuming. the cell towers, the Wi-Fi, just the constant like barrage of pollution in the air and the sound. It's just like, wow. But I'm also, I mean, what you say, you're 32? 32. 32. Yeah, I'm, four, I'm about to turn 47. Mm. And I've been in, living in Hollywood for 29 years, <laughs> like right in the middle of the city. Wow. So... I think I'm reaching that point too. Where I'm like, okay. So what are you thinking? <laughs> I don't know. It's so hard because all the people that I love all live in that city. Mm. It's my community. Yeah. It's like my yoga, my everything. My just, I'm very much a creature of habit. Yeah. I go to like the same five places every single day. Yeah. You know? And so I really feel that. I, I I'd have to build a new community in a smaller town yeah. somewhere. You know, even I guess, going I guess on I guess vacation I would, started getting challenging just to leave the comfort of the familiar, but then. When I started traveling, especially this summer, I, I was away for a month, which hasn't happened in a really long time. I just started, <laughs> there's a love connection happening between you and Shapiro. Totally, me and Shapiro are vibing. You're hey, so buddy. vibing. Hey, buddy. Um, <laughs> I just want to explore everywhere. And coming back here is convenient. So right. not having to commit to anything, really. Yeah, so yeah. like this yeah. is like the center of the universe for me. How about this? Do you think that... Is it just me or is this conscious community like all you kind of quasi hippie now age, new age people have just suddenly descended on New York City or there's this awakening here? Because either I was like blind when I started coming here around 10 years ago or this shit didn't exist. Like I swear, I, I was a vegetarian at the time. There was like one or two vegetarian restaurants. There was like a couple traditional like proper Hatha yoga studios, Jiva Mukti, another one. I mean, I couldn't find organic food. I couldn't find vegetarian food. I didn't see anyone wearing like, you know, your little hippie garb you have on. Like <laughs> there wasn't meditation places, sound experiences. Was I missing it? And it was just no. underground? Or is, there, is there like an explosion it's of an consciousness explosion, here but right think now? Think about it. Um, communications have changed dramatically over the last decade. Right. We are exposed to everything. We have access to all cultures, all traditions, and every part of the world. This is a revolution. So right. the, obviously the revolution is um, starting in New York City, like every revolution. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, I think it, this, this place draws such powerful people. And then the powerful people are here. The powerful people look around and listen to the news and look at what's going on in the world. They say that by 2048, America is going to be like 80% vegan. Did you hear that? Oh. I'm messing the statistic up, but yeah. something along those lines. Yeah. If it continues on its current yeah. trajectory. So we're moving in a direction. So there's a lot of darkness happening, but whenever there's a big shadow, you bet your ass there's a big light shining. Yeah. So... It's all a give and take, I think. Because I'm having so much fun discovering people like you here. And I'm going, was this always, was that like, am I, no, am no. I just like catching a wave right now? Or has the wave always been Ten here? Ten years ago, I was 22 in acting school, not knowing how to get through the day. Right. Because I've been into this stuff for 20 years. So I'm like, I think if it was here, I would have found it. And now I, you know, I'm here only another week and I'm like, oh my God, it's not enough time. I want to record more shows. I think I have six or seven more podcasts over the next week I'm doing here in the city. And then I, when I interviewed um, Sadi Simone today, he's like, oh, you need this person and that person and that person. And that person. Who like, did he tell you to interview? You know, I wrote them down. Okay. I, don't, I don't remember offhand, but I already have my own list of like some of the heavy hitters. I have some. I have. Yeah, okay, I cool. And so I'm like, I need to come out here for like, maybe it's almost like I need to live here part of the time so I can do my mission here and in LA. Hey, why not? Why yeah. not? But I've never thought of it because here was always just grueling to me because I wasn't finding this type of community. Right. So now I'm like, God, I just, I'm meeting so oh, many. it's so potent. And I don't really have a lot of friends here because I worked in fashion and I don't like hang out in those circles anymore. Yeah. Um, so I've, I've had but to build know, like so a new New York community. so many people in the community. fashion world are becoming more and more conscious. That's what Sa was telling me today. Yeah, he used to, he was a, worked for, or owned a magazine here, you know, founded a fashion magazine and stuff. He was telling me about all kinds of people. Yeah, and I was like, Wow, cool. Uh, yeah, there's a lot going on here. There's um, the Big Quiet and Medi Club that was uh, created by Jesse Israel. and um, Right, he spoke on a... Lauren, uh, Lauren uh, Billy. At an event the other night that yeah. I spoke at. Witma Live, yeah. So they're doing great things and... 
That's such a great name, the Big Quiet. The Big Quiet. And he was telling me, if not the world, then the city's largest like group meditation, Mm -hmm. something. And they do little circles, and they do medium circles. So the little circles, I think, are about twelve people, and then the big ones are called Medi Club. They're about two hundred people, and then they have the mass meditations that are thousand people. Uh, We have. uh, We have. um, Where do they do that? In a park or something? So no, they're always at like amazing monuments in New York City. So they had one. They had one in Oculus. They had one in Central park they had one i think in madison square garden recently oh wow so they do those you have inscape yeah 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 that place is dope super dope yeah. a good friend of ours who started it what's his name his name is kajak that's i'm trying to find that guy i'll get i've been emailing his people i'll get you in touch they got him. back to me and okay. then they were like oh he's out of town then i've been hitting them up again and i can't read i can't get through the gatekeeper right now okay oh i can great because he was another guy. He was the founder of Intermix. That's right. Another fashion. Absolutely. You know, and Jesse Israel started in the music industry. Oh, cool. Um, and, you know, on the other hand, you have all these things that have existed in New York City for decades, like the Kabbalah Center, who that's been an establishment where Madonna has been coming to for <laughs> like 15 years. And the gospel of the Kabbalah Center is not a Jewish gospel. I mean, it come, it stems from Jewish mysticism, but you get all the people from uh, like all around the, the scope of, you know, all kinds of people come there to absorb spirituality in its really pure form. You should definitely go check it out if you've never been. You know, that's funny. I read a book called by Michael Berg. Michael Berg. Mm-hmm. Becoming Like God, I think it was called. This is going back a long time. And it was right around the time I was starting to just discover the nature of the ego and like learn about concepts like that. They're very good at explaining that. Yeah, and it, he called it um, the desire to receive for the self alone. Yeah. Satan, Satan is the ego. No way. Oh, interesting. So yeah, I was like, and you know what the, the Satan's one mission in life is to get more shit. No, to no. get more stuff. No power. No, what? to make you think he doesn't exist. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I, anyway, I really resonated with that book and it was, I think it was like a beginner's guide to Kabbalah kind yeah. of thing. You know, I mean, it's, it's not that deep of a book, but it was, it had a profound impact on me sure. because it contextualized at least that aspect of ego that is, self-driven and self-centered and rapacious and always trying to get, 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 Mm -hmm. get. And I could identify with that because I spent a lot of my life from that energy perspective, you know? So yeah, Kabbalah is something I I don't know a lot about, but I'm definitely curious. It's really powerful. Yeah, it's cool stuff. Yeah. So there's so many things that have been going on here and so many like subdivisions of of the path. Yeah. Oh, the path is another thing that started in New York City. Oh, really? What's that? So the path is a meditation group. Is another med- meditation group. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. I swear to God. Like, this so is so funny. So there's so much going That's on. That's funny. Yeah. So I guess I do need to be here. More. Well, a little. little yeah. For yeah. a while. I mean, I, I've been coming here three to four times a year with my school. But starting in 2018, we will no longer have live classes. So I'm going to have to come here on my own volition and be self-supporting and self-motivated you know but i don't know now i'm like making friends and meeting so many fantastic people here and and just for podcast guests i mean there's an endless supply here so i'm definitely gonna have to come back all right so let's go ahead and wrap it up then it's 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 another late night last night i recorded a three-hour podcast with wow. this, with the, the world's youngest biohacker uh this kid matt he's just turned 18 and i was like oh we'll probably do an hour like you know i'll kind of get to the bottom of his expertise and we can cover it an hour like three hours in we could have kept going but it was like after midnight so i'm I'm not going to do that to you or to myself again i didn't even feel the time pass i didn't either that's you know that's when we have a good show and you know it's interesting because i look at the downloads kind of the ratings of the shows Mm -hmm. you could say um in terms of popularity and i know which ones are going to be high ranked not based on oddly enough the fame of the guest and their Mm -hmm. notoriety in these circles but more so on like how much of a flow state is created between us. Yeah. Because those are the ones when there's no time where like, I guess we should stop, but we don't really have to, but yeah. we could, we could easily keep going. But uh, yeah, it's been really an absolute pleasure. And I'm it so, has been. Yeah, Thank I'm you so, so much for having me. I'm so grateful that we're able to do this. And especially in your space, you guys listening, we're, as I've alluded to, we are, uh, you know, recording this in womb and there's these fantastic projections going on and, there's just a lot of good uh, juju in this room. There's gongs and candles, and it's just fan- Ooh, now we have fire. <laughs> what a great way to end it, too, for the Instagram and Facebook Live feed. Yeah, 
fire very metal right now so um <laughs> bringing full full circle i love it i love it that's great Let's take a brief intermission to tell you about the upcoming launch of my brand new 90-day lifestyle design coaching program, where you can have the opportunity to work one-on-one with me. Just go to lukestory.com forward slash coaching to apply for a free 15-minute assessment call. We're going to have a quick chat to discover what your blocks are and find out how we can move you through them. Using my 20 years of experience in the fields of health and personal development, I'm going to guide you through my system of revolutionary mental, physical, and emotional transformation. This program is fully immersive. It's a deep dive into my nature-based philosophy of personal optimization. So based on your personal needs, we're going to work together to map out a blueprint for creating the happy and healthy lifestyle that you deserve, as well as a very practical approach to spirituality that you can actually carry into your relationships, your career, and your future. Here's the deal, though. Space for this program is very limited. I'm not even joking. I can only take on five clients per month, period. So go to lukestory.com forward slash coaching to apply for your free 15-minute consultation with me. And now back to the interview. So in closing, I got a couple things I want to ask you. Uh, First one is a three-part question. So I've learned so much from you about your life, your practices, your journey, this city. And as, as our audience, who have been three teachers or teachings that have affected you profoundly that you might recommend to the audience? Could be a person, book, philosophy, film, anything. Okay, that's a good one. So I will start with the Kabbalah Center. Awesome. Uh, I think that's a first. I don't think anyone's referenced Kabbalah as one of their three yet. It was the beginning of my journey. I, I don't go there regularly, but I used to go regularly every Tuesday to have my my dose for the week, something to think about, something to work through. I think the Kabbalah Center here in New York is spectacular and they do a wonderful job. If you're in New York City, then go to the Kabbalah Center, find yourself a teacher, start working through the muck of your own being. I think it's just, it's enlightening to take a look in the mirror. Um, I was curious, as an Israeli, you may or may not know the answer to this, but um, so as I understand Kabbalah, it's like this um, branch of Jewish mysticism. What do like kind of regular Orthodox Jews think about Kabbalah? Is it something that they think is kind of weird or is everyone cool with it? Are you talking about Kabbalah or are you talking about Kabbalah Center? No, Kabbalah as uh, itself as a teaching, uh, as a practice. No, they, till about 20 or so years ago, Kabbalah was not to be studied because the, the teachings were like a secret. Uh, in, okay. They were like, it's the secrets of the universe. Okay. <laughs> that's like, that's the... So the, the powers within the more orthodox branches of so you the study Jewish them faith from, were like, they're like, no, 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 we're not going to tell everyone about this. This we're is not, the chronic we're not gonna, stuff. We're not, it's not, we're not going to tell anyone about this is this is not to be messed around with. Uh, this okay. should be taken very seriously. And what other, you know, places like the Kabbalah Center are doing there, you know, what you would learn in a Kabbalah one is not what you would learn after 20 years of study. So they give you the surface, but it's kind of like for the people in the beginning. And then when you really invest yourself, you can go deep into the teachings. The teachings are very, very deep. They're infinite as the universe. It's like, it's the secrets of the universe. Cool. Uh, awesome. Really. So awesome. It's, it's really, really deep stuff. Awesome. Uh, I was, I'm just curious about that because I've never, I don't know much about Kabbalah or the Jewish faith in general. I mean, I have Jewish friends, but I know they do a lot of stuff with their family. You know, mm-hmm. there's like, they're always like my friend James. Every time I want to hang out, he's it's like, a oh, yeah, it's like, well, no, <laughs> we're doing Friday nights. He's off. Definitely Friday nights are out. You know, he's doing the family thing. But one thing I have noticed about it, and this totally is deviating from your answer, but, um, I think is really beautiful is my friend James. I mean, he's the one with the most, I guess, you know, uh, practicing Jewish family that I know. And they have the most wonderful, they're such good people. And they all like, everyone gets together all the time. And he has this tight knit community, you know, in his family. And I just think it's so beautiful because I didn't really, I mean, my family's just all divorces, all disjointed, just I mean, we had like a few Christmases here and there when I was a kid where there's some uncles and grandma was there, but mm-hmm. it's like, I don't even know what that's like to have 
like a big family where yeah where everyone's close and eat meals together it's really it's really a cool thing yeah i don't you know i'm not saying only jewish people have that but because the religion is seems to be sort of prominent imbued with so many activities and stuff it's like just inherent to that you know if your family's that religion you guys are gonna ritual you're gonna hang a lot gonna hang you know which is cool so uh okay so that's interesting and that kind of reminds me in terms of that like the esoteric knowledge base that's like, whoa, we don't, you know, we're not just going to put this out everywhere. It's kind of like you have to sort of find it and then all that. It's very much like a Kundalini Yoga. You know, when Yogi yes. Bhajan brought that here, it, it said that, or he said that he was uh, warned that he would be cursed if he brought that teaching to the West and made it publicly available. And he was like, F that. I don't believe in this caste system and this hierarchy of information. And he came and taught it to a bunch of burned out hippies in Los Angeles, essentially. And it's sort of now this worldwide style of yoga that's, uh, that's very profoundly popular and growing in popularity. But it was like, he was kind of forbidden from letting these secrets out. So I, I like that kind of stuff that, you know, is like not really supposed to be out according to someone. And then it emerges in our culture and is, is and useful important. to people. Yeah. And you know how Jews are referred to as the chosen people. I feel I like didn't know that. Uh, the chosen people, and I feel like the reason why the Jews are referred to them is like, and it's a very controversial term, right? The chosen people, which God chose those people. I feel like the only thing that we have really as uh, Jews is holding of this ancient language that allows us to learn these teachings from the source. So the Hebrew letters hold energy within them. And according to Kabbalah, the construct of the universe, the DNA of the universe is within the Hebrew letters. It's like... Whoa, sick. <laughs> sick stuff. That's neat. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. So That's yeah, really having cool. having this... You know, I actually spoke to Naveen Mishan, who's the creator of Katona Yoga. I want to interview her. Okay. That's, Noted. Oh, you know her too? That's amazing. <laughs> I mean, I, when I interviewed Abby, I was like, it can't get any better than this. Like, she's genius. She's like, you need to interview her. I mean, yeah. I guess I, I could consider asking her for an intro. Yeah. I think why I didn't pursue her was she lives... It's she, like, in Bedford Hills. Yeah. And you a, should go up there. It's a little bit of a ways, but be be fun to practice with her while she's still kicking, you know? She is... She'll be kicking for... I mean, still really, teaching. She you know, will not be like, teaching for a very long time. She will? Time. <laughs> okay, good. Because they've been at it for what, like 25 years Listen, or she is no joke. Yeah. So she's Jewish. And when I first came to see her for the first time, I wanted to get her blessing when I when we opened uh, this place. Yeah. And uh, I, uh, I told her a little bit about Kabbalah and she's like, listen, you need to dive in from where you understand, from what you know, I'm paraphrasing badly, right? If I knew the Hebrew alphabet, my practice would be Kabbalah, but I know numbers. That's why I use geometry and the magic square. And really, there are many, even there's a Hebrew saying, there are many faces to the Torah. Torah is like the scripture, right? There are many faces to it. Shivim Panim, 70 faces. Because it's all one and the same. The Quran, the Old Testament, the New Testament, uh, the Gita, all of those things, they have the same source. We just have to find our... And mathematics is also the exact same thing. If you really go down the rabbit hole of math, you find spirituality. So all of these things have... We kind of like... There are different windows into the same house, and we just need to, to find our, where it fits, kind of like Alice in Wonderland. Where do we get to the house from? I've never heard that different windows in the same house. I'm totally taking that. <laughs> Take it. Because in, this is like, the, we're making this the longest answer to this question <laughs> yet on the podcast, but I don't care. It's beautiful. I'm like, let's go. Have you found in your life that a certain teaching like serves you for a period of time yes. and then it's almost like you get off the train at that stop and you get on a new train, but all the trains are going to the same place. Yeah. Whoa, there's one. Mm-hmm. That's a good one too. Mm-hmm. Like all the tracks eventually like converge, you know, at the source of enlightenment or yes. whatever. Cause I, like I read the Kabbalah book and I was like really into that. And I'm like, Oh, this is the thing. And then, you know, you kind of move past that. Then it was Eckhart Tolle. Then it was Wayne Dyer. Then it's Deepak Chopra. Then it's this teacher, that teacher, this one. And I think the only one that I never kind of, 
I, to this day, it's been, God, many, many years, was a, a teacher that I still read constantly and listen to his tapes constantly. And that was a guy named uh, David Hawkins who wrote a book called Power Versus Force. I was actually asking David the other night, I was like, do you read his stuff? He's like, no, I never heard of it because he was a teacher of non-duality. He was mm. a white American guy who was a psychiatrist here in New York actually for 50 years, mm. um, but he was also a spiritual teacher mm -hmm. and just really trippy guy. Yeah. All right, so back to your other two. So we've got Kabbalah. So what are your other Kabbalah, two teachers Center. or teachings that you want to recommend? So that's one. And if I had to um, choose a book to start on this Kabbalah journey, uh, I would say... What's the name of that book? Well, anything by the Ravberg, really. So that's uh, the creator of Kabbalah, the Kabbalah Center. And then, this have you heard of this guy, Michael Berg? Michael Berg is his son. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's the guy that wrote the book, mm -hmm. Becoming Like God. Interesting. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So I mean, Michael, Berg is like not an uncommon name. Right. I thought, but oh, Michael probably Berg, just a coincidence. Michael Berg is um, the Ravberg's son. Oh wow! Yeah. Cool. Is this Ravberg character still around? He's not. Oh okay. He passed away, I think, in 2013. Oh, wow. Okay. The second one I would say is many lives, many masters. Uh, am I, am I giving, I'm giving my entry, my points of entry. That's so great. not the, um, yeah, not the advanced versions of uh, things. Dude, listen, our, our, uh, listeners, I mean, are at all different levels of research and experience and understanding, right. but they really follow up on these things. Yeah, so yeah, we yeah. put them in the show notes and like we link to them and the Amazon link or wherever it's to be found. And like, I get emails from people like, Hey, so-and-so talked about this. I got right. it. I'm doing it. It's working. Yeah. Thank you. So yeah. it's mm -hmm. people really will follow up. So it doesn't matter at what level they'll, they'll find the access point. That's okay. So you know what? The the understanding of uh, past lives and the immortality of the soul has been a huge has had a huge effect on me. And for this one, I will I'll recommend two books. Book one is uh, Many Lives, Many Masters by uh, Brian L. Weiss, Doctor Brian Weiss. And the second one is The Journey of Souls or Journey of Souls without the by um, Dr. Michael Newton. And each of them explores the idea of reincarnation and the immortality of souls from a different perspective. And start with many lives, many masters. Awesome. And then progress from there. Awesome. The second thing I will, ex I will, um, I will recommend, the third thing rather, is the teachings. I was going to say, I was thinking, how many second ones is she going to take? Like I'll give it to her. <laughs> half an hour later. And the second one. <laughs> so the third one is um, the teachings of my teacher, Alexander Tanus. Go on his website, soundmeditation.com and read everything that he writes. Uh, his research is really profound. Um, talking about the relationship between uh, sound and consciousness. He kind of like pulls on different threads f uh, about that. So his approach is um, multidisciplinary. Eastern philosophic, Western scientific, and cultural shamanic. So he kind of draws from all of those references. And when I say science, I'm like the mathematics of sound and the mathematics of emotion and like really deep, fascinating, crazy, amazing things, mind altering. That sounds fantastic. Yeah, he's fantastic. Thank you for he the should recommendations. Be on, he should be on your, on your dream list. Would you give us a recommendation about what you mentioned the other night? Because um, Nate Martinez mentioned this, and I think we put it in those show notes, but that, what do you call it? Uh, schematics or some... Cymatics. Cymatics. <laughs> Just tell C people what... Uh, C-Y-M-A-T-I-C-S. Okay. Um, it is the science behind the effect of sound vibration over matter. So when you vibrate uh, metal plates in different frequencies and place some kind of matter, either a powder or a liquid on top of them, uh, with the increasing of the uh, frequency, you get more complex, uh, respectively, 
geometric shapes within the matter. It's insane. It's mind blowing stuff. Mind-blowing so stuff. if you guys didn't hear Nate talking about that, now you know. Like, and you can just Google YouTube videos on YouTube this stuff. That. It's fucking. It's, cr- it's amazing. It's so like the, you look at that, and it, that is proof that I, not, I won't necessarily go so far as say, "Oh, that's proof that there's a god," but that's proof that like we actually have no clue what's going on in the universe. We have like no that idea. shit is some alien weird stuff. It's alien weird stuff, and you know we are made of at least sixty percent water. So when we absorb sound, this shit happens to ourselves right. we listen really from all cells of our body so when you we, you hear the term sound healing you know that this is not like some kind of healer coming and like banging a bowl over your head and here you're healed but it's more of um healing takes place because there's a recomposition of the matter that you are the infused wow. with the spirit well said that's mm-hmm. fantastic you're so dope this is going to be a great episode actually it's going to be two episodes now that i'm looking at the timer so ah. we will now be at the end of part two those listening so thank you so very much thank last you. thing we do on the show is uh we allow you an opportunity to suggest any of your own links promote your social media website where can people go and find you mm. and your work and what you what where do you want to point them so uh womb center is uh the handle on instagram is womb center the uh, website is Womb Center. It's W-O-O-M Center. And um, you can find me there somewhere, uh, weaved in. I also, you'll, you'll find me on social media, I'm sure, if you look well enough. <laughs> right. And I wanted to ask you guys, when you named it Womb, I mean, I'm assuming there was some reference to the mother's womb. Is, did you just uh, spell it differently just to be cute? Or was there any other significance? So... I was um because it has the word woo in it, right. <laughs> like woo woo too. You know? That's true. <laughs> it also has the word om in it. Oh, trippy! I didn't catch that. But um, when I was um, my sister Eleanor, who's also our uh, branding and design. Oh, and you guys um, do a great job with that. By thank the way. you, thank you. Yeah, very cool. So yeah, she's really good. That's what's really dope about sort of this new spiritual consciousness movement is everyone's really like on top of the branding and. Right. It looks aesthetically pretty and approachable. Which we didn't want anything. We wanted to stay non-denominational. It was yeah. really important to us to not be re- tied in with anything. So the model is like a, an inclusive model. Yeah. You want to bring Hinduism in here? Sure. You want to bring like science in here? Absolutely. Judaism, Christianity, Islam, all of them welcome if they remain in this kind of realm of inclusivity yeah so womb the word the, so, the, the name. so i was talking to my sister and i was telling her we, we're like i don't have a let's talk like like let's brainstorm through a name and she said we can go a few different directions we can like title something or we can go with a word that doesn't exist and you bring it and this actually ties to what we just did it, you bring a new word into life like google which is now a verb you google stuff right 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 so which direction would you like to go and i'm like i kind of like the idea of making up a new word and making it a thing and then she's like okay so just like start telling me about what this place in and i and i just start you know i just start talking and i'm like it would be like an incubator for consciousness and it would like a container like a womb that you come out of it a little bit differently and you can explore self it's very safe it's like nothing comes in nothing comes out it's safe you're protected inside she's like hold on womb (laughs) that's great i'm like i can't call I can't call a place a womb. W O M B. I want to like. I want to throw up right now. <laughs> you, you might be hard pressed to get like alpha males in a place called womb. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So she's like, wait. Or maybe not. Maybe they're like, yeah, I want to. That's where. No, I'm, no. That's where I spend my time trying to get back to. <laughs> no, 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 no. They want to go back to someplace else. Yeah, not, I get it. I get not it. Not that deep. I get it. Uh, they don't want to go that deep. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was that was a slight innuendo there. Uh, I always joke like us guys, you know, we we spend the first ti- nine months trying to get out of one, and, and the rest of our life trying to get back. In. Absolutely, ding bong boom. So, so womb. yes, so womb w o o m, and then we started realizing how it's the masculine and the feminine, the w and m 
they marry each other, man, woman, the OO. So it's woo moo. And if you, it's like, if it's like a mirror image, it's one of those, you can flip the name around and it still remains the same word. It has woo in it. It has om in it. It has like an open ended mmm in it. It looks beautiful. And when you kind of meld all of the things together, you get a sound vibration. You know how you take the W and the M together and they become like frequency. A sound wave. Right, right. That's dope. Wow. (laughs) That's funny. It was just an afterthought to kind of ask you that it wasn't even in the plan, but there's a lot, actually a lot to that. Yeah. 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 You guys scored. Yeah, we did. Coming up with a good name for a business or just an idea. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard. So good job. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. What a lovely evening. Uh, Very great way to spend a Sunday night. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I can't wait. I'm going to really consider getting back. Was it next Saturday you said? Yeah. Okay, Saturday night. All right, I'm putting it on the calendar. I intend to make it here. And uh, thank you so much for doing what you do and for being on the show. Thank you for having me and for doing what you do. Okay, my psychedelic cosmonauts, that brings part two with Alien Zach to a close. I want to thank you so much for joining us. What a fantastic woman, right? I had a great time sitting down and talking to her. It's always a pleasure for me to do my intros and outros because I go back through and I skim the interviews and reminisce about what went down. And that was just a really fantastic time. And uh, what a gracious lady to sit down and share all of her knowledge with us. So listen, man, if you're in New York City, don't forget to go check out the Womb Center. This place is insane. It's one of the coolest hangs ever. Go to one of Alien and David's sound experiences. I think they have them on, well, they have them all the time, but I think the ones that I was going to were on Friday night, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, listen, man, bring a friend, go check it out. You will not regret it. You're going to trip balls in the best sense possible. Thank you so much for joining me, man. It means a lot to move into 2018 and to be able to keep delivering these episodes. I have some great stuff in store for you. Next Tuesday, I'm dropping an episode with Dr. Dan Pompa, recorded out here in California at the Bulletproof Conference. And Dan and I talk about the safe and effective ways that you can detox your body, which is something, of course, I'm really into. So that's next Tuesday. If you don't want to miss that bomb-ass episode, here's what you do. Click subscribe on your player so each time I put out an episode, it just gets automatically and magically uploaded from cyberspace onto your device or computer. That way you will never miss an episode of the Lifestylist podcast. And that, my friends, is how we do it. I'll see you Tuesday. And don't forget to check out my friends at Clearlight Sauna by going to healwithheat.com or calling them at 800-317-5070. If you drop my name, you're going to save 450 bucks, get a massive free shipping hookup, and also a free ergonomic backrest to use in your sauna. Now, if you want to know why I use an infrared sauna, here's a brief list of the benefits, okay? Weight loss and increased metabolism, muscle pain relief, immune system support, massive detoxification, improves the appearance of my skin, eases joint pain and stiffness, and most of all, stress and fatigue reduction. In fact, after most of these recordings, and I'm I'm being totally straight up, what I do is I preheat my sauna and I get in right when I'm done with one of these sessions. So again, go to healwithheat.com, use my name, and they're going to hook you up. Really good people over there. They'll be really excited to hear from you.